This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. Um, y'all listen, everybody say the word different. different. Say it again. Say the word different. different. Listen, look at somebody beside you and say, God wants to do something different in your life. Just touch him to do something different in your life. You want to do something different. That's for everybody. God desires to do something different. God wants to do something different in your life. Glory to God. It's not different to him. It's just different to us. Amen. <laughs> it's not different to him. It's different to us. God wants to do something so unique and so special uh, in your life. Now, um, as, as I've been, as I was praying and thinking about what we would talk about tonight, um, because we're, we're transitioning, we're, we're kind of approaching the end of the year. Our church is continuing to grow. We had about, I don't know, about 15 people uh, join our ministry this past Sunday. So we're excited about that. Amen. Excited about that. It just continues to grow. As God continues to add to us, it's going to be important that each of you understand what God is doing in your life or how God uses you. Um, my, my wife called me, um, she actually talked to me a few days ago and the women's ministry is this weekend. And she said, well, I, I, I need to be able to connect something to the, um, the, the true colors. How many of y'all took the true colors assessment? Okay. Most of y'all took true colors. She said, I need something to connect to true colors. And as I was thinking about that and praying about that, then God said, okay, he said, take a few moments and I, I want you to talk about spiritual gifts. I want you to talk about spiritual gifts tonight. Now, Tonight's teaching is going to be important for you guys. What's up, man? Good to see you. It's going to be important for you guys to, to consider possibly how God is using you or using the gifts that he's given to you. Every person in this room has a spiritual gift. Every person in this room, you have something or area in your life where God desires to use you in his or, or in the ministry of reconciliation. Winning people back to him. Everybody in this room has a gift. Amen. Glory to God. Look at that person beside you and say, did you know you have a gift from God? Did you know? Ooh, Lord Jesus, you have a gift. Amen. Yeah. You, 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 you have a gift. And that, that's a beautiful thing. Now, I, I say that because for many years of my life, I didn't know that I had a gift from God. I didn't know that there was anything special or unique about me. I didn't know that for many years. I wrestled with low self-esteem, low self-image. I didn't know. Now, um, again, tonight, when during this teaching, and I may finish or may not because there's a lot of content, um, tonight I want you to think about possibly how God is using you, and I want you to jot down some names. I want you to jot down some names of some people who you know operate in the gifts that we're going to share tonight. Amen? We all do that? So if, if it's you, jot down your names. I can see God using me there. If it's a friend or family member, I want you to jot down some names of some people that you see operating in those gifts. Will you um, turn with me or scroll with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12? 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I believe that this teaching is going to, going to change your life. Some of you is going to inspire and encourage. It's going to build you up because that's what, that's what it's designed to do. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This is the chapter that the Apostle Paul is actually talking about spiritual gifts. So if you charged up your batteries, charged up your Bibles last night, if you would just grab it, uh, go to your Bible app. If those of you who have, have a phone, that's fine, or app app. Um, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Say amen when you found it. 
Look at verse number one. It says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away by these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, look at verse number four. Here's what I want to talk about. There are diversities of gifts. There are, there are diverse. Everybody say diversities. That simply means there are allotments or there are various types of gifts. There are various kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. Look at verse number five. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. In other words, God can take one gift and minister it different ways. In other words, God can take a preacher, he can take the gift of preaching, and he can use different people to minister that gift in different ways. Uh, Chalk and I are both preachers. Chalk is very methodical. He memorizes his text, and so when he stands, he's very methodical in his delivery. I couldn't do what he does because, because I have to be a little bit more fluid. I have to be able to tell a joke. I have to be able to, to insert a story. I have, to be able to do, I, have, I have to be able to think on my feet. That, that's kind of the way I flow. Now, it's the same gift, but God is ministering it in different ways. Isn't that a beautiful thing? How God can take one gift and he can use multiple people to use the same gift and minister that one gift in a multiplicity of ways. Well, that's what God is saying. So listen, so you, you can't look at one person operating in their gift and feel like everybody should do it that way. Are y'all hearing that? That was good to me. Glory to God. So, so, you, so you, watch this. You, you can't look at a T.D. Jakes and then say that Joel Osteen is not preaching. Hallelujah. Because they're, 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 both, they're both preaching. It's just a diversity of the same gift. Y'all have it? Y'all got it? Okay. Now, let's, let's, let's look at this. Let's look at it. Okay. Um, so verse 5 says, there are diversities. There are differences of ministries but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, same, same difference, but it is the same God who works all in all. Look at verse number seven. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of who? So that everybody can, be, everybody can benefit. So that everybody can, can uh, uh, be blessed by the gift. So sometimes you, you, you may hear a woman preach. You know why? Because it's good for another woman to hear another woman talk. Amen? From a woman's perspective. You don't always need to hear a man's perspective. Sometimes you need to hear a woman's perspective. So that, that manifestation of the Spirit is given to one for the profit of all. Look at verse number 8. To one is given the word of wisdom. I won't deal with that. that that's for future events. Word of wisdom. Through, through the Spirit, to another, the word of knowledge, that's present or past knowledge, and I, I won't deal with uh, word of wisdom and word of knowledge right now, through the same Spirit, to another faith, some people have the gift of faith by the same Spirit, to another gift of healings, um, that's many different kind of healings by the same Spirit, verse number 10, to another working of miracles, some people have the ability to work miracles, to, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another uh, different kind of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, but one and the same spirit works all of these things. In other words, the same battery works all of these devices. 
The same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Distributing to each one individually as He wills. Let's look at let's look at some of the gifts. The first gift I want to look at. Go to First Corinthians. Look at look over at First Corinthians chapter fourteen. Excuse me, chapter fourteen, verse number three. First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse number three. Let's look at these gifts, and I, I want you to jot down a few names of people that that you know might fit in some of these categories. First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse three. Um, says, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. So the first gift I want to talk about is preaching. Some people have the gift to preach. Everybody say to preach. And don't be afraid of preaching. Don't be afraid of preachers. Don't be afraid of preaching. Amen. Um, that's the first gift. He said the word prophesy simply, it, mean, it, ha- it has two meanings. One, it means to, to, uh, uh, to talk about future events or to, to proclaim something that's going to happen in the future. But, but the, the other definition simply means to preach. It means to speak or simply means to proclaim. So when you're looking at prophecy, you say who, who, prophes- who prophesies speaks edification. Now, the word edify means to, to promote another's Christian growth. That's all it means. The word edify is I'm going to say words to you that's going to help build you up and grow you up as a Christian. That, that's, what, that's what preaching does. It builds you up and it grows you up. Edification, exhortation, the word exhortation, um, it, it means to pull near. It means to draw near. So a preacher not only builds you up in your Christian growth, but a preacher's job is to pull you closer to Christ. Glory to God. It's to grab you and pull you closer and closer and closer to God. Amen. And also the word comfort. So preaching edifies, exhorts, and comfort. The word comfort simply means an address made to persuade, to calm, or to counsel. It is the gift of preaching. So you want to know what the gift of preaching is? Right there in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 3. That's what it talks about. It is the ability to publicly communicate God's word and in an inspired way that convinces unbelievers and both challenges and, con- 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 and comforts believers the ability to persuasively declare God's will. If you, and, and if you're going to do that, that's God's calling you to a public ministry. I didn't know that I was a preacher. I didn't know that. I didn't sign up for this. Glory to God. I didn't sign up for it. It's something that, as a matter of fact, if you were to ask me, there was, this is the last job. I'd be hanging on the back of a trash truck if, it's my, if, I, had my, if, I, if I had my way. <laughs> Glory to God. Uh, this is not something I signed up for, not something I wanted to do, but it was certainly something that God called me to. He called me to a very public ministry to be able to publicly declare God's word. Amen. And now it's something that I embrace because I understand it's a part of, of, of the gift that God, placed, that God placed in me. So I embrace that now, and I thank God for it now. I didn't always, but I do now. I thank God for it. And so we've been able to persuasively uh, 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 communicate the gospel. Go to Acts chapter 8. Let's look at another one. Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. Let's talk a little bit about evangelism. There's, there's quite a few scriptures you guys we're going to look at. So um, keep your, you might want to keep that Bible open or keep them good, keep them batteries hot. Amen. Acts chapter 8. Let's talk about evangelism. Look at verse number 26. Acts chapter 8 verse 26. Very familiar story. Acts chapter 8, verse 26 says, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise, go toward the south along the road which comes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, 
under Candace, the, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all the treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot. He was reading Isaiah the prophet. He was in his chariot and he was reading a scroll. He was reading a, a copy of the scroll of the, from, from uh, the book of Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and, and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. And he said, do you understand what you're reading? Evangelism. Some of you have been called to an evangelistic type ministry. It is the ability to communicate the good news of Jesus Christ to unbelievers in a positive, non-threatening way. The ability to sense, the ability to sense opportunities to share Christ and to lead people to respond with faith. Some of you are really good at that. Have you ever met, have you, if you ever met a true evangelist, they'll stand up in Walmart and talk to you for 50, for 50 minutes. They'll just, they'll just stand there and they'll just talk to you and they'll just be sharing with you. And before you know it, before you end the conversation, somehow they figure out how to wiggle that whole Jesus message in there. They'll ask you, they'll ask you, so where do you go to church? And they do it, they do it, they do it so naturally. They do it so naturally. So, so here's what Philip does. Philip goes up to the chariot, he overhears him reading, and Philip just, Philip was just chilling. Philip's walked by, Philip said, yo man, what are you reading? You know what the Ethiopian eunuch said? He says, man, listen, I, I really don't understand this. How can I understand unless somebody teaches me? So Philip was like, yo, man, listen, I, I, can, I, can I jump in? Can I, can I hop in? I can explain that to you. So Philip gets in, and Philip evangelizes this Ethiopian eunuch. He gets in, he evangelizes him. Philip tells him, he tells him all about Jesus and, and how Jesus died for our sins. And he, he goes over this whole prophecy of Jesus. And by the end of his communication, this doggone Philip. I mean, excuse me, Ethiopian eunuch was like, man, I want to be baptized. I want to, he, so he, com he communicated the good news of Jesus Christ to an unbeliever in a non-threatening manner, and he caused him to respond in faith. That's what evangelism does. Some of you have been called to do that. Watch this. You, you, don't, you don't just talk a lot. You've been called to evangelism. Some of you are raising little evangelists in your house. That's why you're like, shut up. You talk too much. <laughs> you, you ever met people that are just not afraid to talk to anybody? Uh-huh. See, people that are not afraid to talk to anybody, those people that are operating that spirit, the whole, that whole evangelistic thing, you, you didn't realize that because what, what Satan will try to do, Satan will try to make you shut up and not talk to people. My, my, my wife has a gift of evangelism. She has that. My wife talked to anybody. When we got married, we first got married, we, was in, we went to Walmart, and my wife being in Walmart, and people be pushing their buggy, and Trina would be like, hey, where'd you get this from? And I'm like, yo. Do you know them? She's like, no. I'm like, why are you talking to them? She's like, because I want to talk to them. And it messed me up. I didn't understand that because for me, that didn't make any sense. For her just to be talking, you don't talk to strangers. <laughs> 45 years old, you can't talk to strangers. But, but I didn't realize that, that that was a gift that she had because she didn't meet strangers. Now, those of you who are a little bit like me, you're more a little bit on the introverted side. You want to just, listen, I want to go in Walmart. I don't care if anybody speak to me. I really don't care. 
I, it, it don't hurt me. Look at my right. I don't care. It doesn't hurt my feelings at all. Are y'all hear what I'm telling? If I can get in there and get out of there, I go to Walmart at one o'clock in the morning just so I don't have to talk to people. Are y'all hear what I'm telling? <laughs> Thank God for those who had a split evangelism. <laughs> now I'm a, I'm a lot better, praise God. I'm a lot better now, and so I don't mind talking to people. But I just I just prefer, I just sometimes prefer not to. But a person who has a split evangelism, they'll talk to anybody. They'll sit there standing out and they'll just have those conversations. Now, that's not a bad thing because that's a gift. As long as you know, now y'all should be writing some names down right now. Y'all should have some names of some people that'll talk your ear off. Glory to God. Now, now watch this. People, no, no, listen, watch this. People who are high evangelism make good gossipers. I'm just, I'm just being honest. They like to talk. The problem is, 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 that, is that no one has come along and helped them to understand what the gifting is and how God chooses to use the gift. Because you enjoy talking, you just talk about the wrong stuff. Hallelujah. See how quiet to get in here? Y'all thinking about somebody right now. Y'all thinking about somebody. Amen. So, so, so we got preaching, we have evangelism. Um, let's look at this next one. Um, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Let's talk about missions. A person who is a missionary. Now, for those who are raised in the Baptist church, uh-oh, it's right. Raised in the Baptist church, that little lady in the white suit with the white hat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Missionary Montgomery and Missionary Johnson. Glory to God. That was different than this. Amen. That, that was different. We, we, we'll get into that, that later. Okay. First Corinthians chapter 9. Look at verse number 19. So I, I want you to see yourself. I don't want you to see other people operating in these gifts. Look at, look at the missionary. Look at this. He says, for though I am free from all men, I've made myself a servant to all. I'm free, but Paul said, I made myself a servant that I might win the more. Watch this. And to the Jews, I became as a Jew that I might win Jews. To those that were under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law, and to those who are without the law, as without the law, not being without the law toward God, but under the law toward Christ, that I might win those who are without the law. Glory to God. And you can read that on and on, but here's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, when those of you who are missionaries, you don't, you, you don't have a hard time adjusting to other cultures. The ability to adapt to a different culture in order to reach unbelievers and help, believe, and help believers from that particular culture. See, those of you who have a, have a missionary gifting, you, you, let me explain it like this. You, you'll, you'll go to another country, and they'll say, and they'll, they'll pull out a delicacy, and they'll say, uh, have some? And you'll say, oh, what is that? They'll say, fried worms. <laughs> and you'll be like, what? Let me get a piece of that worm. You'll be like, for real? Man, break me off a piece of that worm. <laughs> That's not your gift. If, if 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 you if you if you if you if you're a missionary, watch this. You you don't mind if, if you go to a foreign country and you have to sleep in a hut with no air conditioning. You'll say, "Cool, 
You'll get your little spray bottle with some water in it, and you'll keep your face moist. Now, now watch this. People who are bougie don't make good missionaries. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm really trying to, trying to help you see where you are. If you bougie, you don't make good missionary because you're not going to eat no fried crickets. <laughs> Sister Allison, nope, I'm bougie. That's what she said. <laughs> she said, nope, I'm bougie. <laughs> but, but, but people, people who have, who are strong in the missionary field, you, 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 stuff like that, stuff like that uh, uh, energizes you. You, you want to go, you want to go to another culture. You, you want to go sit around the campfire and you, and you want to, you know, beat the drums in the middle of the night and walk around and sing Kumbaya or some, something, whatever. Yeah, you, you, you want, you want to do that. That energizes you when, when, when you have the gift of missions or you have a missionary gift. Now watch this. Here's the cool part. Y'all, here's the cool part. Here's the cool part. We have some people from our church that are on a mission in the mission field right now. Isn't that cool? Woo, look at them. We got, some, we got some people right now. Glory to God. They're, they're, on, they're on the mission field. This is, uh, that's, that's Scott and Reggie and uh, 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 Cameron. And I, I forgot these, the other two guys' names. Uh, the, the guy in the back, he's actually, that's actually one of Scott's mentors. And his mentor brought the young guy up in the front. He brought him with him. And that's on the bus. And they're actually on their way out to the, out to the bush right now. They're on the way out to where the hoods are. Go to the next picture. Go to the next picture. And, and so they, they need our prayers. They, 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 they went to a remote, they're at a remote village in Honduras, and what they're doing out there is they are drilling water wells so that the people can have fresh water. Because right now, they have to recycle the water that they use, and they recycle it over and over until, until they, of course, until it's all, it's all gone. They, they try to strain it as much as they can. They're, they're drinking dirty water over there. See these huts? That's where they live in. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where they live. Even the little dog skinny on the little corner. What, y'all? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Was that that funny? <laughs> Okay. Y'all, this is a mission trip. What are y'all laughing at? Oh my goodness. Okay, so so right right here is, is where they're they're actually putting putting out all the equipment. So all the equipment is coming out um, because they they're getting ready to drill the well. And so so we sent a team over there and those guys are there helping helping um, provide the manpower and the labor to actually help start drilling the well. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. This is yeah, that's Scott. He sent that picture. He sent that picture. And these are some, look at Resno. Boy, look at Resno in the back. You see, you can see Resno. That joker just, he loving it. Resno loving it. Resno is loving it. That buddy that be smiling. Boy, he's so excited. He's so excited back in the back. He loving it. Um, but, but these are some kids from their school. The middle school kids go to, go to school from, I think he said from nine to noon. And then from noon to four is when the high schoolers go to school. And so those are just a few kids, uh, from, from the school. Uh, so, okay, go to the next, go to the next one. And that, those are some of the guys that are working or some of the people that, that are there on the land. And so they're actually helping dig the wells as well. Go to the next one. Where are we at next? Go to the next one. 
Yeah, go to the next one, Jerry. Okay. 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 Listen, y'all. Yeah, this is them to learn the language. Tell him how to do it. Ra re ri ra ru. Ra re ri ra ru. No, you go. Ra re ri ra ru. Look at Reg. Reg ain't saying nothing. Reg ain't saying nothing. Okay. That was. <laughs> Reg ain't saying nothing. Go, go to the next one. <laughs> that, that's the actual machine. Turn down a little bit. That's the actual machine. Um, that's actually trying to drill the well. They're trying to drill the well there. Um, Scott sent me a message, and he asked us to pray that they can get the well dug. They, they were trying to dig the well right there, but there was a rock, a huge rock underground, and they, they couldn't dig they couldn't dig past the rock. Um, so when they they have to try to go find water somewhere else if they can't dig if they can't dig through the rock they have to go try to find water somewhere else and they have to start the process they have to move all that equipment and go start the process all over again and it's a very tedious very very long uh, process but but once they once they're able to get to where the water is then they provide water to that entire village so the entire village has clean water for the first time these people have never had clean water um, they, they catch rainwater. They, um, um, they 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 haul water back and forth, but they they've never had their own well. So so they're there building that well. We all give them a hand. We all give them a hand. And please, please keep them. Please keep them in your prayers. Uh, they're over there on behalf of this ministry, and so please keep them in your prayers. This is this is probably uh, a group of the first that we'll send. Um, and I'm sure that in the future we'll be sending others to, to mission trips because I know that some of you would love to go. You'd love to go and see that and be a part of that. You'd love to be a part of that. Amen. So that, that's missions. Um, did we read 1 Corinthians chapter 9? Okay, we, we did. We did. Let's go to the next one. Um, go to Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15. We're talking about gifts. And um, Trina's going to follow up with this with you, with you ladies this weekend. So y'all need to make sure y'all stay connected so y'all can be a part of this. The next one is the apostle. Everybody say apostle. Romans chapter 15. Look at verse number. Look at verse number 20. Look at verse number 20. Paul said, <clears throat> and so I have made my aim to preach the gospel. Watch this. Not where Christ was named lest I should build on another man's foundation. Here's what Paul said. Paul said, I want to go to a place where, where Jesus is not preached, and I want to preach there. I want to, go, I want to go where his name is not, and I want to take his name. So people, people have a, some, sometimes people have a very strong personality. They're builders. They're, they're, they're sometimes business owners, business starters. Um, a person with an apostolic mandate, they, they'll start one business, and then they'll, they'll get that one going, and they want to go start another one. They want to go do something else. 
It's like a person with an apostolic mandate, they're not, they're, they're not satisfied with where they are. They'll be satisfied for a little, for a little, for, for a season, and then after a while, they want to go do something else. Nothing wrong with that, but you, you need to understand that if, if you take that energy and give that same gift to God, you'll be able to, you'll be able to build God's kingdom. And here's the beautiful thing about God. If you build God's kingdom, God will build your business. Can I say that again? If you build God's kingdom, God will build your business. So people who, who have that mandate, you need to understand that that's what that is. I believe that one day God's going to train. Right now, I'm a pastor teacher. I can, I'm a pastor and I'm a teacher. That's my gift, a pastor teacher. My, my, um, I guess my third gift would be an apostle, a builder. And I believe that one day God's going to transition me more to that regard where I'm able to build churches and pastor pastors. I believe God's going to do that someday. Right now, God has me as a pastor teacher. Um, so it is the ability to start new churches and oversee their development, oversee their development. So if you are a starter, if you are a builder, if you are owner, you like owning businesses, if you enjoy doing that, then maybe God has given you the gifting of an apostle. Now watch this. Don't mean that you're going to, you have to be a preacher. That, that doesn't mean that. That means that you understand how to take some, take nothing and make something. That's what it means. Glory to God. You're able to go into a place where the word of God is not being preached and you're not afraid to go in there and take the word of God and preach it, even in a hostile environment. You're not afraid of that. You're not afraid to go in and do that. Amen. Um, go to, let's look at, so, so those were four gifts that communicates God's words. Let's look at five gifts that educate God's people. Five gifts that educate God's people. Let's look at it. Five gifts that educate God's people. Y'all take good notes. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. This teaching is going to help you. It's going to help you down the road, I promise. Ephesians chapter 4. It's going to help you. It's going to help you identify who you are. As we move forward, as we grow, as our ministry continues to grow, it's going to be important that you guys know how God uses you. And you need to know how God's using the people that are all around you. As a pastor, it's important for me to know the spiritual gifts of the people that God has placed around me. So I'll know how to use them. I know where to position them. One of the worst things that you can do is put somebody who has the wrong gift in the position that you need a different gift. And that happens a lot. Ephesians chapter 4, look at verse number 12. Ephesians chapter 4, look at verse number 12. It says, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body. This is the teaching gift. For the edifying of the body, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to the perfect man, to the measure and the stature of of the fullness of Christ. That's what the teaching is. Is the ability to educate God's people by clearly explaining and applying the Bible in a way that causes them to learn. The ability to equip and train other believers for ministry. Some of you have the gifting, have the gift to teach. Raise your hand if you have if you have the gift to teach. You know that you're a gifted teacher. Good job. Some of you have that, and you know that. You know that you're a gifted teacher. You're able to take a principle, or, or you're able to take uh, uh, something that, that seems difficult, and you're able to explain in such a way that causes people to understand. You have that gift. We need more teachers. We're going to need more teachers. As our, again, as our ministry grows, as things continue to transition and happen, we're going to need people who's able to step out and who's able to, um, to do that teaching. The ability to communicate, educate God's people clearly. Let's look at the next one. I like this one. Go to Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 14. We're looking at a lot of scriptures tonight. 
Acts chapter 14. Look at verse number, look at verse number 22. This is encouragement. Some of you got, some of you have the gift of encouragement. You have the gift of encouragement. Acts chapter 14, verse 22 says, strengthening the soul of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith and saying, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God, strengthening their souls, exhorting them to continue in the faith. We all look up. Let's read this one together. One, two, ready, read. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? Who do you know have the gift of encouragement? I mean, every, every time you go around them, they're just encouraging. I mean, I, listen, you could have you just walked off the field and you got towed up 32 to zero. And somebody said, baby, this all good. You win some, you lose some, baby. Glory to God. You listen, you lift your head up. <laughs> yeah, you got a goose egg, but go fry that egg. Yeah, somebody, somebody who's always, somebody who's always encouraged. Who, who do you know has a gift? I mean, no, who do you know have the gift of encouragement? That, that, yeah, you have the gift of encouragement. Who, 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 who do you know? How to, somebody raise your hand. Who has the gift of encouragement? You know, who has the gift of encouragement? Who does? Are you ready? You, you saying you do? That's what you're saying, Erica. Who is you saying? Gwen Pruitt has the gift of encouragement. I believe that. Yeah, Gwen. Woo, good way to go, Gwen. Who else? Who else? Who has the gift of encouragement? Yes, ma'am. Yo, Grandma, where is she at? She at home? Yeah, you need to encourage her to come to church. Yeah. 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 Who has the gift of encouragement? Your mom? You better have the gift of encouragement. That's what I'm talking about. Who else? Who else? Who has the gift of encouragement? Who? Ashley has the gift of encouragement. I love it. Who has the gift of encouragement? Miss Aura? Miss Aura? Miss Aura has the gift of encouragement. Who has the gift of encouragement? Your wife has the gift of encouragement. He's trying to get some brownie points. Yeah, who has gift? Of, I'm kidding. Who has gift of encouragement? Rodney. Oh, you saying Crefisha? Not Rodney. Woo, Rodney. Woo. Woo. Oops. Oops. Side your head. But but no, you you need people around you like that. You need people around you who are able just to naturally motivate you. And those people have the gift of encouragement or the gift of exhortation. They're just able to just to make you feel better. And that's a gift for some people. It's a gift. You, you hardly ever see them down. They hardly ever have bad days. Even when they have bad days, they still find something positive to say. Aren't those wonderful people to be around? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Versus the opposite. I won't even talk about it. Amen. But, but listen, but some people naturally have the gift of encouragement. Watch this. People who have the gift of encouragement, you are a people magnet. So you have to be, a, you have to be careful because people always want to be in your face. <laughs> Hallelujah. They always, they always want to be around you. And, and listen, if your spouse don't understand that that's a gift, 
then there could be a lot of jealousy that happens. So, so you have to balance that. Hallelujah. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Y'all know what the next verse is? Know when to walk away. Know when to run. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> gift, of, gift of encouragement. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. The gift of wisdom. Gift of wisdom. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. It says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. And if you read on down verses 6 through verse 16, it actually um, continues to clarify what wisdom is. Let's look up at wisdom. Let's read it together. One, two, ready, read. A person of wisdom is somebody that's invaluable, somebody around you that can help you make decisions, help you make godly decisions. They, 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 they have a really clear picture of what to do and what not to do. They understand God's perspective. Because sometimes, sometimes when, when, let me say it like this, when you're in your feelings, sometimes you don't care what God thinks. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, listen, raise your hand. If you've ever been in your feelings and you just didn't care what God think, what God thought, Amen. Now we feel it. Now the rest of y'all lying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we all have been there. We all when you want to fight, you didn't care what God was talking about. <laughs> when the spirit of slap moved on you, <laughs> yeah. But, but that's, that's where you need somebody with the spirit of wisdom. You need somebody. You, listen, you better find you somebody who has some wisdom. Somebody who can see God's perspective and help you to see things that you can't see. That doesn't mean that you're not a good person. It doesn't mean, watch this, even a wise person needs a wise person in their life. Because it's wise for a wise person to have a wise person in their life, right? It's wise. A wise person have a wise person in your life. So, so you need that. You need that person in your life that's able to see God's perspective. Because watch this. Sometimes God's perspective is hard to see. It's difficult to see God's perspective when, when you lose a loved one tragically. It's difficult to see God's perspective. It's hard to see God's perspective when, when someone you love hurts you in a most heinous way. It's hard to see God's perspective. It's hard to see God's perspective when, when, when you, you're, you're mistreated on your job, when you, you know you've done everything right, but still, that they're still coming against you on your job. Sometimes it's, it's very difficult to see God's perspective. And that's when you have to go to somebody who has some wisdom and say, listen, here's what I'm thinking. And you need to have somebody you can vent to. You, you need someone in your life that you can tell everything about you, but they still won't look at you any different. They'll still love you anyway. You can tell the most dirtiest secret, most the worst thing. You can tell them everything that you've been thinking. And they'll still come back and they'll love you. And I'm like, oh, really? Wow, man, that's messed up. And then they'll say, they'll say something so they'll say something so smooth. They'll say something smooth. They'll say something like, How do you think God feels about that? 
He ain't trying to, trying to talk about God right now. What, what, do you, what do you think? What do you, how do you think God feels? But you know, and then, and then, and then they, they, they're so smooth. And they'll say, you know what? You know, they say, you know what? Jesus was betrayed just like you. And now you start to feel real guilty. <laughs> they say, you know, he, he was betrayed and yet, yet he, he still didn't sin. Boy, you like, you got all kind of sin in your head right at that moment. But, but, that, but, that's, but you need somebody who has, who has wisdom. Raise your hand if you have somebody in your life who's a, who's a wise person. Raise your, raise your hand. Okay, wow, good. Good job. Listen, write the name of that wise, or just write their initial because you don't want nobody to steal your wise person. Yeah, yeah, just, you're, you're right, just write their initial. People trying to steal your wise person. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, the, who's that, that person of wisdom? That person that, that seems to be your voice of reason. That person that's your sounding board. That you can call them when you when you're, you got mixed emotions, mixed feelings about things, and they, they, can, they can help you understand what the will of the Lord is. You need that person in your life. Okay, go to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. And we're getting there. You guys are doing an amazing job. 1 John chapter 4. Look at verse 1 through 6. This is discernment. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Verse number four says, you are, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he was in the world. If you don't have that unlined, you unlined on your Bible already. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us, but he who is not of God does not hear us, by this we know the spirit of truth, watch this, and the spirit of error. He's talking about the gift of discernment. Some people have very, very good discernment. Big Mama and I used to operate in that when we were growing up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, they, they, before we had, you know, paternity test. What's the difference between a paternity and maternity? What's the difference? What's a paternity test? Paternity is what? And what's a maternity? That's a mother? That's all that means? Really? So y'all are wise. Yeah, I'm glad y'all are around me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Let's read together. One, two, ready, read. That's what the sermon is. That's what it is. It is the ability to, dis- to determine or distinguish right from wrong, truth from error, and to give an immediate evaluation based on God's word. To, to discern whether the source of something that, that's going on is satanic, if it's, if it's in the flesh, or if it's God's spirit. You're able to discern that. You're able to know if something's happening in the service. You're able to determine, is this God or is this just flesh? You know what? So, sometimes when the service is taking a turn and things are happening different, I'm, I'm on the stage and I'm saying, okay, God, is this you? Okay, God, is this, is this you or are we, just, you know, are, we just, are we just dancing just to be dancing? God, what, 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 what's happening here? 
And so I'm standing there and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to discern what's happening right now. Because if it's God, I don't want to stop the flow. But if it's not God, I'll shut it down. So, okay, y'all, y'all open your Bible. Y'all sit down. Just hush. Go over there and sit down. Amen. <laughs> but, but, you, but, but, you, but you, 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 really, you really have to discern whether that is of God or whether it's not of God. You have to discern that. And some people have really, really good discernment. They're able to discern. So, so when things like that are happening, I encourage you guys to pray and say, okay, God, what are you doing? God, what are you doing? God, what should I be doing in this moment? What, what should I be doing? Because, because it's, it, sometimes when, when, when service is going a little different, sometimes I watch some people, some people just kind of sit, sit back. And, uh, and, and, and instead, of, instead of you praying and saying, okay, God, what's happening? What's going on right now? What should I be doing? Should I be praying for somebody right now? Should I be praying for somebody? Sometimes we, we get so focused and so set that, that you know, we, we, in other words, we get so used to a thing happening a certain way that when it starts happening different, sometimes it's hard for us to go with God. Sometimes it's difficult for us to go with God. And so during that time, I encourage you guys to pray. Lord, Lord what's, what's happening? What's going on? What should I be doing right now? Lord, I, I need your perspective. Help me to see your perspective. Help me to see what you're doing. Because I have to pray that a lot of times too. God, what are you doing? Because sometimes service is going on. And, and in my mind, I've got my own agenda. I've got some things that I want to do. And I have to stop and say, okay, Lord, what are you doing? Help me to see you. Help me to see what you're doing. Okay, um, we'll, we'll, this is the last one. Daniel chapter 1. Last one. Daniel chapter 1. Last one for tonight, that is. Daniel chapter 1. What page is Daniel on? Thank you. Thank you. I got it. Daniel, Daniel chapter 1. <laughs> yeah, your Bible pushed him a little bit further back than mine did. Daniel chapter 1. We're talking about the, the gift of knowledge. Look at verse number 17. Daniel chapter 1, verse 17. It says, as for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Knowledge. All right, let's read it. Last one uh, for tonight. One, two, ready, read. Isn't that cool? Um, for, for us, Miss Shanee, raise your hand, Miss Shanee. Miss Shanee has a gift of knowledge. She has a gift of knowledge when it comes to finance. Um, and there, 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 there's, there's several, Trina, you laughing at us? You trying to borrow some money from? <laughs> but she, she has a gift of knowledge. She has the ability to, to collect and analyze data. Well, I went to her and I said, hey, listen, I need to know where we are financially. I need to know where we are. Um, and so you know what she did? She came back with this huge spreadsheet. I'm like, how in the world did you do that? But that's, that's, just, that's just the gift that she has. She's able to take that and she's able to go and she's able to do that. Matter of fact, Jerry has that gift. I can, I can call Jerry and say, hey, Jerry, this is what I'm thinking. You know, see what we can put together. Jerry takes the information, puts the data together, and then Jerry can do a, a very similar thing, but in a different way. So there, there are several people who have the gift of knowledge. You can just, and those are the types of people you need, you need around you. If you're not a details person, you need to get a person with the gift of knowledge around you. Somebody who is, who's, a, who's very detail oriented. I'm a big picture guy. I'm a big, I see the details, but I'm a big, I'm a big picture guy. I can see the big picture. My wife and I, my wife would get on to me a lot because I, I wouldn't buy little things. I would buy, I would buy big stuff. 
And she was like, you won't buy deodorant, but you'll go buy a truck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I'll be calling and say, babe, I need some deodorant. She's going to just don't buy you some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, but, 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 but she, she's more of a detail person. She's more of a detail person. So, so you have to have all of these gifts operating together in order to make the church grow, in order to make the church, because God gave, gave us those gifts for the edification of the body. Would y'all agree or disagree with that? Agree? Amen. Y'all put your hands together. Let's thank the Lord. Amen. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll come back, y'all. We'll, we'll come back next week. We'll come back next week and we'll finish up. We still got some other parts to go. We still, we got five gifts that demonstrate love. We still got to go over that. Two gifts that celebrate God's presence. So we're going to take some time and we're going to, we're going to dive into those and we're going to, and we're going to, we're going to look at those gifts. We're going to, we're going to look at those gifts. And so we thank God for them. Uh, Brother Barry, Brother Barry, did, did you bring that paperwork? Did you bring that with you? Did you bring with, uh, listen, B- Barry, Barry is a longtime friend.